You're listening to Simple Roots Radio, episode 11. Concentrating solely on weight also shortchanges people from health perspective, since it encourages eating too little to try to make that number move faster. Welcome to Simple Roots Radio with Alexa Schur. Alexa believes that simplicity in life is the key to achieving true and lasting health. A nutritionist by trade, Alexa has rebelled against common misconceptions about nutrition and has created a realistic health style that will allow you to live a healthy, satisfied, and more simplistic life. It's raw, it's real, it's unfiltered. It's Simple Roots Radio. And now your host, Alexa Scherr. Welcome back. I'm excited you're back. This podcast is dedicated to simplifying your health journey. While the topic of nutrition is always central to our discussion, we're also going to dig into personal development, living a purpose-driven life, simplification, and making real and honest changes that can be sustained for life. You see, nutrition is more than just what we put in our body and how much we exercise, but it's all the key components of how we live our life coming together to achieve lasting health. It's every single piece, and that's why I want to cover more than just nutrition, although like I mentioned, we'll always keep that central to our discussion. But in today's episode, we're going to be discussing a very sensitive topic. It's all about the scale and making it your new BFF. But before we can do that, we have to cover a lot of ground on getting out of our own head, measuring our worth by something more, and understanding what the purpose of the scale is anyways. So today, I want to answer three things. Is the scale a good measure of health? Are you measuring your worth by a number? And how and why in the world should we become best friends with the scale? So let's get started. The scale is like the Grinch of the Christmas story, completely evil and ready to sabotage all joy in life. The happiness, the laughters, and the smile, and really just bring you into this hopeless pit of shame. Yet, at the end of the day, there's this magical twist making the scale a good tool in health, and if nothing else, something you can at least look at without getting all the negative feelings. See, the scale isn't meant to be this negative thing that we've made it out to be, and that's what I want to talk about today. Unfortunately, the scale has been used wrongly over and over and over, even from the time we were little. I personally remember middle school gym class and getting our BMI marked on a chart a chart for everyone to see. Literally, it was sheer fear and terror and the pain of letting others see that number, which started that comparison game. You know, the game where girls would compare one BMI to the other to see who was the smallest and boys would watch on, you know, laughing and giggling and maybe poking fun. You see, I wasn't the smallest girl in middle school. It was actually at a time in my life when my weight was probably my highest, even post-kids. Um, I had struggled. I had gone through some surgeries. I I was just trying to find myself. You know, the awkward teenage years of middle school are really hard. And so why do they do BMI? I not really sure, other than to sabotage that female brain and start this cycle of negativity. See, it's the same story over and over, and I think so many of us have a story about how the scale is the worst enemy, and they're evil in their life, and just dreading it. You know, I've heard of people who don't go to the doctor because they just don't want to get weighed or refuse to get weighed at the doctor, which which is fine, right? But there's still an aspect of accepting that, and understanding that the scale is not meant to be this negative evil in our life. We've just let it become that. It's a tool that has turned into the worst enemy in some of our lives. 
But what if we could just let it be that? A tool, like nothing but a measure of science. It's not a measure of worth, of passion, of joy, of beauty, of nothing other than sheer mass. Yet we abuse it. We get frustrated, angry, upset, and we become too hard on ourselves over one number that is nowhere near a good measure of health to begin with. So the answer to the question, is a scale a good measure of health? Absolutely not. It's one tool in a toolkit of hundreds of thousands of other tools that we could and should be using as a measure of health. See, we forget that our body is showcasing health in a number of different ways, not just a number. Like we get so stuck on a number, on one number, and we let it measure our worth. We let it measure our day, our joy, and how we perceive our life by a number. But our body is constantly giving us signs, and we'll talk more about this later on, but our body is constantly showing us in more ways than just a number on the scale. So let's break it down. What does the scale measure? I want to be clear on this because we measure a lot by one number, and really what that number just tells us is total mass, right? Like it just measures total mass. What does total mass tell us? Basically, it just sums up that you're a human being with bones and flesh and organs and a beating heart and a brilliant mind. You're a human. And that's all that mass can tell us, right? Just like if we were to set a watermelon on a scale, it doesn't tell us the percentage of water or of rind versus fruit that we could eat, right? No, it's just a measure of mass. It doesn't break up the mass into the components that could be a better indicator of our health, such as muscle, fat, bone, and water. No, it's just total mass. It doesn't distinguish the good from the bad. So why do we even use the scale? Because the scale can be something good. It can be a tool. And this is why I don't want to just say throw the scale away, right? We hear that so often of just toss the scale, get rid of it. It's not worth anything. It's not good for anything. And sure, I mean, is it necessary? Is it vital? No, probably not. But can it be a tool, a good tool? Yes. And why? Because it measures change, right? Like it's a good measure of change, It's a starting point, a baseline in which we can see areas of health improve or decline. It can happen quickly, like retaining water or becoming dehydrated, which can happen in a day. You can see huge fluctuations in water, anywhere from 4 to 10 pounds in any given day, just from natural water flow of the body. This could come from having a hormonal imbalance or malabsorption issues. There are lots of things that the scale can do to pinpoint something has changed. But the what that has changed can never be measured by the number. And there are times when this is good, like a growing child. We, you know, go in for well baby checks to make sure that they're on the right growth curve. Or if you go in for pregnancy checks, you know, and they want to make sure that you are gaining weight. And there are areas where this is good. And of course, we just make it negative because we don't want to know, right? Like we don't really want to know unless it's in our favor. See, we live in a culture that measures worth by numbers progress by numbers, and health by numbers. I mean, if we look around firsthand that we can see society has monopolized on the philosophy that a number means all. Nearly every diet has monopolized on this theory of numbers. But what does a number really do? I mean, if you look hard enough at the scale, right, you're probably going to watch it just stay stagnant, not move, not changing, right? We treat numbers like our life depends on it, and in the end, making or breaking our entire day. See, unfortunately, we've made it so easy to make the scale the enemy. But in the world of true and natural health, when we aren't measuring health by a number on the scale, there are literally 
a hundred thousand other ways to measure health. You see, the scale is not everything. It doesn't tell us very much other than sheer mass, right? And yet generally we're using that number as one of the determining factors of health. You know, our society does it, our health system does it, and yet there are over a hundred thousand other ways to measure health, which makes this issue so frustrating. Because so often people jump on a scale and question everything you're doing because nothing has changed or gas. Like what if it's up? Like what if that number goes up? So I'm going to give you all the reasons to unfriend the scale. So these are the reasons like we need to break up with the scale, right? Like it's a bad abusive relationship. But what we have to remember, just like in a personal relationship, if our boyfriend or girlfriend is abusive, it doesn't mean that everyone of that gender is abusive, right? It's just unfriending the abusive relationship and refriending one that is healthy and honest and trustworthy and fun. And so before we can get into friending or creating a healthy relationship, we have to understand the reasons we need to unfriend the scale. And the first one is if the scale maintains control of your self-esteem. This is perhaps the most important reason of all to break up with the scale. It's psychologically unhealthy to allow a number, any number, whether that's calories or that number on the scale, to determine your worth, your value, or your self-image. And yet that's exactly what happens to people who are overly invested in the scale. It's tragic that daily weigh-ins determine whether someone has a good day or a bad day or whether or not you feel good about yourself. The scale results can take you from confident to self-loathing in under five seconds. But what if the scale is telling you is not real? We want to measure that number on the scale by how beautiful we are, right? Like how good we look. Which brings up an interesting analogy that I heard from someone who, you know, who was talking about the scale and mentioned that if we take away gravity, right, and we take someone to Jupiter where weight is a lot heavier than it is here, does that mean that that person becomes uglier because they are heavier on Jupiter? Or take them to Mars where they're much lighter, do they become more beautiful because they're lighter? No, they're the same person, right? Just like you have a blind date coming over, they don't automatically take you to the bathroom and weigh you and determine, well, that number didn't hit the beauty number, right? There's not a number for beauty. There's not a number for compassion or any of the strengths that you possess. There's not a number for that. And if the scenario is you, is that you value your day, you value yourself by the scale, you got to get rid of that relationship. You got to get over that relationship. It isn't healthy to measure your self-worth by number. What we need to do is let our actions, our intentions, our efforts, and our grace influence how we feel about ourselves. Not a $20 hunk of plastic from Target. Which brings us to number two. It's easy to get caught up in the number rather than the health behind it. You see, the scale keeps you stuck on food. You associate that number on the scale with a major factor, food. Maybe exercise factors in too, after all. If you ate less and exercised more, that number would start to move, wouldn't it? Wait, wait, wait. We've talked about this in previous episodes, but there's so many other factors at play here, like sleep and recovery and and psychological stress and a health history and how you live your life, all which play major roles in our body composition. But no one looks at the scale and thinks, darn, I need to get more sleep. We have to remember that the scale is simply a tool. In the end, the idea of calories in versus calories out or any sort of number really doesn't tell us anything about the exact reason someone gained weight, right? 
I mean, if we get to the bottom, like if we get to the root and the end, the idea of calories in versus calories out or how much someone weighs doesn't really tell us anything about the exact reason why someone might have gained weight, right? Like it doesn't explain anything. It doesn't give us any ideas or clues into what really happened. It's just a measure of change. A great analogy that I've seen and want to share with you is from Gary Tobbs and Dr. Michael Eads, who use an analogy of a crowded restaurant. So this is what they state. Imagine that you're a waiter at a restaurant and the restaurant suddenly becomes very crowded. You turn to a fellow waiter and remark, wow, I wonder why there are so many people here all of a sudden. To which the other waiter responds, obviously because there are more people coming into the restaurant than are leaving. The other waiter has made a very obvious assertion, but he is not answering the real question you were trying to ask, which paraphrased was, what outside event or activity is causing all these people to come into the restaurant now? I mean, a five-year-old could observe that more people are entering than leaving, but what caused it? Perhaps a football game or a menu special that night? So if we take that analogy and we add that to even if counting calories were an effective strategy, there's literally no way to do it precisely or accurately enough to prevent weight gain. If you consume about 2,700 calories a day, which is typical if you're an average man and woman together, that's a million calories a year or 10 million calories in a decade. Over the course of a decade, you're eating roughly 10 tons of food. How accurately do you have to match calories in to calories out so that you don't gain more than 20 pounds over the course of a decade? Because if you gain 20 pounds every decade, you'll go from being lean in your 20s to obese in your 40s, which many of us do. And the answer is 20 calories a day. That's it. If you take in an extra 20 calories a day and put it into your fat tissues, you will gain 20 pounds every decade. The point is no one can match calories in to calories out with that kind of precision. 20 calories is like a single bite of a McDonald's hamburger. It's a couple sips of Coca-Cola or a few bites of an apple. No matter how good you are at counting calories, you can't do it. So if practicing energy balance is really the way to keep from getting fat, the question is, why aren't we all fat? On the other hand, those who focus heavily on weight have a difficult time losing it. From a psychological perspective, this makes sense too. If you're constantly thinking about your extra weight, your subconscious is going to try to ease that anxiety and give you mental reasons or excuses that you can't lose that weight. Concentrating solely on weight also shortchanges people from health perspective, since it encourages eating too little to try to make that number move faster. Contrary to conventionalism, since it isn't just about calories, eating too little can actually slow progress. So unfortunately, that's why people get the saying, if you're watching your weight, it probably won't go anywhere. You see, we're full of excuses of self-pity and shame that it's hard to overcome these barriers to actually achieve health. And in the end, a good byproduct of that is a healthy weight for you. Remember, your body wants to be at a healthy weight, not just at the expense of your health. It doesn't want to be unhealthy or heavy and in fact is working really, really, really hard every day to work to achieve harmony. But it needs trust, it needs commitment, and it needs working together to achieve lasting health. Yes, working with your body instead of against it, and then and only then will we truly achieve lasting health, which can be measured in 174,000 other ways besides the scale. Other ways to measure your health include clearer skin, fresher breath, a flatter stomach, healthier gums, less painful joints, 
less stomach pain, less bloating, no more migraines, no more asthma, no more acid reflux. You're nicer. You have an improved self-esteem, an improved self-confidence. You think more clearly. You have better concentration. You remember things more easily and you recover more effectively from exercise. You have more confidence to try something new. You're more coordinated. You feel more playful. You have a healthier relationship with food. You practice mindful eating and people ask you what you're doing differently. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. There are literally over 100,000 other ways to measure your health rather than just by a number. I have to keep pressing this issue. The number on the scale doesn't measure worth or beauty or anything but mass. It tells you you're human. Statistics show that you are stepping on the scale. In fact, over 75% of women worldwide are stepping on the scale. That's literally millions of bare feet stepping cautiously onto millions of scales each and every morning, leaving millions of people to judge their personal worth by a digital number staring back at them. And regardless of how they actually feel, the majority of those people will be crushed and jaded, frustrated, embarrassed, angry, and ejected when they step off and their sense of self-worth skewed by what we believe is a mostly useless measure of progress. So how and why should we become BFFs? Like why in the world after all of that should I not just throw away the scale and instead embrace it? Because it's never a good idea to leave a bad relationship on bad terms. I've done this a million and one times in business relationships. I've left on negative terms and it's not fun and it's something that you'll carry around this guilt and the shame and this negativity. And the same goes for all areas of our life, right? You can get that bitter taste in your mouth, the thoughts of anger and negativity automatically creep back in when you see a scale. And God forbid someone away you at the doctor's office where surely their scales are at least 10 pounds heavy. You see, the first step in overcoming the scale is not throwing away the scale, but it's a breaking up with the abusive relationship the scale has with you. You see, what good does throwing away the scale do when there's scales all over the world? Sure, maybe you can avoid the harsh in-your-face number every morning, but you still think about it. It's never really gone for good. All it did was chuck that piece of plastic into the dump. It didn't dump the hurt, the anger, or bitterness it caused you most of your life. And I can assure you that it leaves us feeling way, way, way worse and maybe caught off guard when we do happen to have to step on that scale months or maybe even a year later, right? Throwing away the scale didn't deal with anything but the hunk of plastic. You have to end this, and ending only means one thing, and that is dealing with it. Bringing up the hard issues on why your weight matters and what you're really measuring with that number. So I want to ask you a question, and I want you to answer it honestly. If you woke up tomorrow morning and you had hit your goal weight, would it be enough? Would you be enough? Would you be as fulfilled, satisfied, and as happy and confident as you imagined? Deal with this because if we don't deal with the root and face the fact that a number doesn't define our mentality, that a clothing size doesn't bring us more joy, just like money can't buy happiness, then we won't get anywhere because that scale will always be there. That number will always be there. And until we can deal with the pain and the hurt and the shame that it's brought us and learn to ditch that relationship and get a new one, then we won't ever overcome this and in the end, most likely never overcome our weight issue. We have to be confident in who we are now and want something bigger than a number. We have to genuinely want health. 
Not magazine health or society health or Barbie health, but true and lasting health, which first means honoring and respecting your body so much so that you respect to you. Now, in this moment, no matter what size or shape or age you are, you are enough right now. Do you believe it? Once we have that part down, then we can see great change happening because we fixed the problem. You see, the scale isn't our problem. We're our problem. So let's fix our own problem so that we never have to be jaded by the scale again. So instead of just throwing out the scale because you're mad at the scale and the scale brings up a lot of angry thoughts, maybe you just decided that you didn't need it in your life and you're perfectly fine just getting weighed periodically at the doctor or on the gym scale. Or maybe you keep the scale around and use it solely as a tool in the toolbox of hundreds of thousands of other things. You use it to measure how your body responds to food. Is it causing inflammation? Are your workouts pushing you too much? And mostly just walk by the scale with confidence instead of falling to your knees in utter shame. Use the scale as science, knowing there is much more to health than just one number. So my question, are you right now, in this moment, enough? If you're struggling with the scale and you need some extra guidance, make sure you send me an email or leave a comment and we can keep this conversation going. Once you've conquered the threshold of the scale and you can say you've ended the abusive relationship and found one that treats you with respect, I want to know. Send me an email, leave a comment on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or in the comment section of the show notes. The show notes can be found at simplerootswellness.com slash 011. You can find all of the notes on today's episode as well as a few more links that will help you on this journey of taking back your health. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to keep the discussion moving on your thoughts on today's episode and encouraging one another to live for you, to feel that you are enough and to truly believe that you are more than just a number on the scale. And finally, I want to let you know that we are having a challenge to reach 100 new honest ratings and reviews by the end of May. I say honest because I really want to make this show what you need it to be, to ultimately help you take back your health in a realistic and fun way. It only takes a minute to leave a rating and a review, and if you do so, you'll be entered into a drawing for some awesome swag bags full of amazing goodies. To leave a review, log on to simplerootswellness.com review. I would be forever grateful. And just to end the show, I want you to remember, and I can't stress enough, the fact that our bodies are desperately trying to achieve health. We just have to foster an environment that allows this to happen, to help our bodies out and give them more credit for the amazing work it does every single day just to keep your heart beating, let alone the hundreds of thousands of other tasks it's doing. Would you treat it with respect and get rid of all the negative, degrading self-talk that brings you down and stop letting anything stand in your way from achieving health? This week, it's time to become BFFs with the scale. To not just throw it away and try to forget the pain and the shame that it brought you, but to deal with that, to bring it back up, and to truly cherish who you are as a person and being confident enough to use the scale as a tool to help you on the journey of achieving lasting health. I'll see you next week.